This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Royal Daltons with Michael and Glenn on Joy 94.9. Oh, hello, Michael Dalton. Hello there, Glenn Dalton. How on earth are you? Oh, I'm well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Royal Daltons. Yeah, afternoon. Good afternoon mm-hmm. on this glorious day. What a load of crap, 11 isn't it? degrees. Unbelievable. Mm. Um, Earlier m- morning, in the yes. morning, you know, I listened to the what, rain. Oh, God. You don't like that? No, I, do, I really do not. Oh, really? No. Oh, I quite like listening to the rain oh. when I'm in bed, not when I'm walking down the street. No, I just still thought, oh, God, yeah. what is this now? Well, it's cleared up now, I think. The rain has at least. Wind and everything. Yeah. My word. I know. What Rattling your windows. Isn't it ridiculous? I don't like it. Someone said to me this morning at the gym that they slept with the window open and the cur- <gasps> the wind was so much that the curtains were horizontal. I said, wasn't it cold? Aren't you? What, are you an idiot? Exactly. No. Go and leave in a fridge, for God's I just, sake. No, I just, I don't, no windows open. We have to have one in the bathroom open. Because of? Because of the idiot and letting his team out. Yeah, yeah. Hot showers. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Um, another, yeah, but that's it. Yes, no. No, I don't like this and I don't like winter. No. Um, but I'm not going, I'm not allowed to go away anymore. Well, not for a couple of months. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm back now. I'm not it's going good to away. have you back. It's nice to be. It really is. I mean, you know, Melbourne's Melbourne, isn't it? And bad weather or not. <laughs> yes. I love it. You heard Obviously, it. this is where I want to live. You heard it here on the Royal Dalton's Melbourne's Melbourne. Well, I'm going to get um, bumper stickers done. Melbourne's Melbourne. Yeah, and it's. Mm. I think you know what is it, Victoria, the Garden State. I think you know yeah, Melbourne. It was, yeah. I think yeah, whatever it is now. I don't know what it is. We're in the we're in the, the sh- safe state. We're in or the something. shit house. We're in the shit. Yeah, house. we own your money. Um, <laughs> but, but Melbourne's Melbourne is a good one. Melbourne's Melbourne. All right, get yep. on get on to your old Maybe, mate Robert Doyle. Well, exactly. Or uh, no, it's a premiere, isn't it? Uh, Dan Andrews. Yeah, Dan. Get Dan on to the man. Dan. Yeah. Um, but we'll um. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll ask maybe other people got some ideas. Yeah, what could be a good Melbourne slogan? Yeah. All right, all we've got now is Melbourne's Melbourne. Oh, we've got to talk about the um, fact that Mel- Victoria might have to give back that money. Oh, the East West League yes. money. What's going to go on there? We'll, we'll have to chip in, won't we? <laughs> do you reckon? Well, it won't be. He hasn't got it. What are you going to do when they come knocking? Well, give them something. Well, won't be money. See how we go. All right, you're on the Royal Daltons. Glenn and Michael. Oh, listen to the Royal Daltons on Joy 94.9. Ah, yes, it's lovely to have your company wherever you may be. We um, we were asking earlier about what the things that we could do to uh, make Melbourne even more special. Mm. What's, what's Melbourne's catchphrase? Well, if you were going to put it on a bumper sticker or yeah. on a number plate, what yes. would you do? You said Melbourne's Melbourne. Yeah, which probably isn't great. We could maybe... Do, uh, it's a good start. <laughs> it's, it's a, a good, good start. start. <laughs> you were going to say, I think we could do better. And yeah. I think you're right. I changed it, though. No, but you were right. Mm, You were right. It's a good start. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so if people have got any ideas, well, you know, because... Well, because there have been things like uh, Melbourne on the move. Oh, right. Melbourne, the place to be. Okay. Uh, Melbourne... That, were they not Victoria, no? Uh, I guess it is Victoria. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a big old, you know, it's not yes. just all about Melbourne. No, that's right. All those country people. Yeah, the Garden State. I always found that a little bit weird. Mm. The Garden State. It's a bit naff, isn't it? It's mm. a bit Adelaide. It's a bit Adelaide, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what do they mean by that? We I love said, Adelaide, by the I, way. I said to my mum, why, why is it the Garden State? She said, because there's lots of trees. 
Yeah. Mm. Great. That doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> um, but no, they could have do better. I mean, uh, and um, I was in America, and uh, you mentioned obviously people was immediately go from Sydney. Do they? Yeah. Right. You should, yeah. And I said no, no, Melbourne, and mm. uh, someone I can't even remember who it was now. Um, oh, really? Oh. I was like, what? Yes, Excuse exactly. Me. You know, it's, but um, I, was, I, mean, I suppose I know it's rude, but isn't um, Sydney a bit more vibrant and happening? I said, look, it might have used to have been like that, mm. but not anymore. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you. we love going to Sydney. Yeah. Who doesn't? Well, I always say, look, I love thing. to visit Sydney, mm. but uh, no, I couldn't live there. Couldn't live there. Love no. living in Melbourne. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I would have said, I'd say you're in LA. Why not New York? Well, I, did, I didn't want to be controversial. Mm-hmm. I'm, Surprising. I'm, no, I know. <laughs> I was jet lagged. I was like, didn't think of it. Mm. I had. Um, I went to Disneyland. So yeah, tell me oh, about it. Oh, that was lovely. Mm. It's just it's a magical place, isn't it? Right. And was it was there? You know, to paint the picture, I've never been. Well, um, <clears throat> you're right. I mean, you know, we, we, I was lucky because my mate works for Disney. Yeah. Um. So we this didn't was have to, someone you didn't know. You just got on Grinder in the morning when you got there and suddenly said, "Can you let me in for free?" And, and now yeah. we're intimate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Good yeah, on yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know his name, so all day I was quite embarrassed. No, I've known mm. him for years. Right. Stop it now with your all right. foolery. Whatever. Um, and uh, so it's nice having to line up and do all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you hate a line. Well, you know, and mm. then um, so we get in <laughs> and uh, you just sort of walk around and, you know, look at stuff. It's really, really busy, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah. Loads of, you know, families. Mm. And um, we went on a couple of rides. Yeah, what you go on? Um, the House of Terror, oh, I think it's called. Yeah. I think, you know, and it just, mm. uh, you sit in this thing and it just drops. And, is you know, it anything goes up like that uh, thing you go on at the beginning of Dracula's, the theatre restaurant? It is a little yeah, bit like I that. So. I yeah, I yeah. imagined it Which would be. I loved that. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but it was just nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you um, go into, I know that there's like, you know, uh, big Mickey Mouse walking around, that kind of thing. Did you? Well, yes. If there's, um, They all walk around. You can get a picture with them, which I'd done yes. 25 years ago. You didn't want to get a I wore it better. No, no. I, I thought no because I'm still haunted by those pictures mm. from the last time. Yeah, you um, lost weight. I did since get. That oh, picture, I have. Though. That's yeah, the exactly. Thing. You look better now. I do. The um, I did get one with Oswald. Oh right. Do you know who Oswald is? Oh, remind me. Oswald was Walt's very first incarnation of what Mickey was going to be. Oh really? Yeah. And what they have an Oswald walking around. Yes. Does anyone know who Oswald is? Um. Well, my mate did obviously. Right. Yeah. But, um, and, and no one else wanted a beach with Oswald. No, there was they... a little bit of a line. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it wouldn't be the same. I missed Mickey. Would no, it, you no, know? of course not. That's the way it goes. Yeah. It's show business. Mm. Um, but, you know, I had a picture with him. Good on you. Because he looks like a sort of ferreted version of Mickey. Really? And I like that. I think you should put it on the Royal Dons Facebook page. Well, it was my profile pic right. for a while, so well, why not? I could pop it up. Exactly. Why you not? Should. Give yeah. it another airing. Why not? You no. Know? Get another couple of likes or two, you know. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Exactly. People need to realise this. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was just a really, really nice trip. I'll tell more about it as we go along. Indeed. You are with the Royal Daltons on Joy 90. You're listening to the Royal Daltons on Joy 94.9. Yeah, great to have your company on your Wednesday afternoon. It's Glenn and it's Michael. Mm, we've got guests in, haven't we? We do indeed. These guys are all part of a production called The Rivers of China, which is about to open at Theatre Works in St Kilda. We love that venue. We do indeed. Uh, we've got no doubt, no less than the director 
Phil Rouse and uh, one of the lead actors, James Cook. Welcome to the Royal Daltons, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> now, The Rivers of China. We're going to start with you, Phil, because you've directed this. The Rivers mm-hmm. of China is, um, well, can I describe it as an obscure piece? Yeah, uh, it's obscure in, in two senses. One is that most people don't. I've never heard of it, yeah. um, and it's also obscure. It's in, in its dramaturgy, but not so. Uh, it's not so scary in that way. But like, what it is? It's a play about Catherine Mansfield, who uh, was a famous lady writer. As I'm quoting it in Russian, because that's what how someone right. puts it. Uh, what, is that, what is that then? Pardon? She was just a writer. She was a she writer. Was, yeah, she, she was a short story writer from New Zealand in the early 20s. Okay. And um, she died of tuberculosis in 1923. And we, uh, so half the play is set around her going to see this uh, fabulous uh, G.I. Gurdjieff, who's a mystic healer. And she was convinced that her tuberculosis was because her soul was unwell and mm-hmm. not, not actually her body. And so, so she needed to go and cure her did soul. Did this stuff actually happen to yeah. her? Yeah, yeah this, right. was, this is real. Yeah. Um, so and, she did go to see a witch doctor. Basically, mm. yeah. Um, and so there was... And, when and had all these sort of lessons with him and trying to get better, it, she did eventually just die of tuberculosis with him. So it didn't work. Didn't work. Well, you know, they very rarely do. But, well, yeah. You know, in my experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the witch doctors I've seen have always t- uh, taken my money and just yes. not given me yes. anything back. Yeah, I've felt wronged. <laughs> and uh, and so that that's one half of the play. And the other half uh, is the part that, um, that James plays, which is uh, in an alternative present world um, uh, set in contemporary Melbourne. Ah. Uh, a man wakes up after uh, an accident, a uh, Possibly a suicide attempt. It's never clear. Um, and he uh, he wakes up after having his face reconstructed, and he believes that he's Catherine Mansfield. Right. right. And is this set in modern day Melbourne? Like, is this yeah. you know, a hundred years later? Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's an alternative version of Melbourne. It's an alternative uh, world in which uh, women have all of the power and men are oppressed. Oh. Mm. I don't like so this. All, <laughs> all I of don't the gender want to live there. What, <laughs> surely that depends what day of the week it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, so what's happened is that this man wakes up into this world. Um, so we, you follow the very uh, unfortunate soul of Catherine Mansfield, who goes from a 1920s oppressed world where she is repressed in her, in her writings and, and all of that kind of thing. And then she wakes up in a world as a man where he's repressed again. Right. Uh, women, the reason why that has changed, right. the reason why that has changed is because women have had an evolutionary leap called uh, the Medusa look, whereby they can turn men to stone with their eyes, thus overcoming the idea of um, sort of male violence and physical dominance being the, wow. the, the key reason why men, um, why our patriarchy exists the way it does. So and James, then, does your character then um, suddenly uh, walk around uh, riddled with fear that he's going to be turned into stone if he somehow well, annoys no, a woman. What's funny about the character is that he's convinced that it's all part of the hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy that he's she's been going through with Gurdjieff. Right. right. So she, as I call her, never really goes through any of the modern gender politics stuff, isn't really interested because it's all an illusion and all part of the training that she's going under with under with um, Gurdjieff. Okay. Now, it's been done, it was, I think we said earlier, it's been done somewhere else. Where was it done? It was originally done in 88, um, which is when the f- play was first, first premiered at the Sydney Theatre Company. All right, I guess um, so they didn't do an alternative world in Melbourne then, did they? No, no, no. They would never. No, never. It would have been 80s Sydney. <laughs> yeah, 80s yes. Sydney, because it says specifically in the place and ta- and town that the show is put on. Right. Um, so it was, and then, uh, in, then in the same year, it was done uh, at the MTC, but a different production that Simon Phillips directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but since then, it's never had a, another professional outing, um, right. and sort of been not relegated, but done on only in sort of 
first year university students. So why now? Why what led to yeah? Why are we bringing back the rivers of China? Absolutely. I think the two things. One is I just it's such a um, it's a play of such great imagination. Yes. um, And incredible beauty. Uh, The reason for I think and to me I think beauty can be its own reason. it has wonderful uh, gender politics and it's a very intelligent examination of um, power leading violence and um, what that tussle means, uh, which is a really interesting debate and people are talking about that a lot online and um, and what they want their world to be in. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's a person examining, well, what's an extreme version of a particular type of this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really, I think it's a really great discussion point. But for me, the heart and soul of it is that it's, an astonishingly beautiful story of somebody who is fighting to write in the face of literal death. Right. I love that. I love uh, uh, theatre where there's like an individual struggle slash message and also a much more broader political satirical almost uh, message that kind of comes through uh, and that sounds like this does capture both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you read it and it's a a very intelligently written, very erudite uh, script. And then you, as we've discovered, as we've been working, you get down to it and it's just about people needing things and wanting something from their life and for their life to mean something. Yeah, I think I think what's beautiful about it is that, yeah, on the surface level, it's very political. There's a lot of issues going on that you can wade into. But then as an actor, once you get into it, you realise it's actually this beautiful human struggle about identity. Mm-hmm. And it's really a play about people. And all of the, the, th- the issues about gender politics are just sort of there and exist mm. for the audience but as an actor it's not really yeah, but it's not only women is it because I don't reckon there's a day goes by where I don't give somebody the Medusa look <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I reckon no, absolutely you know. Yeah, there we go. I've yeah. just I've just got it then. Yeah. 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 Well, it's all happening at Theatreworks. It kicks off on the 20th of May, so this weekend and uh, runs through to the end of the month. If you want more info, go to theatreworks.org.au. It's called The Rivers of China. Get around it. Yeah, I'll be there. Wonderful. Lovely gentleman. Thank you, you very there. much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Virginia Gay, and I'm not the only gay who likes listening to the Royal Daltons on Joy 94.9. Hey, good to have your company. Glenn and Michael with you on your Wednesday afternoon. And this is the last chance to win the um, album by Stan Walker. You've got to get that in right now. Yep, just write Stan in an SMS to 0427 Joy 949 or email on her at joy.org.au. Yes, we've got a guest, haven't we? We do indeed. We were talking that uh, we're going to go all Highbrow, okay. which we do it often, which won't surprise regular no. listeners no. of this show because it basically is what we are. Yes, exactly. Uh, this man is a part of the Madama Butterfly production, which is put on by Opera Australia. It's running at the moment. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely loved. You raved it. about it, didn't you? Yes, uh, Michael Honeyman. Welcome to the Royal Daltons. Uh, thank you, Michael Glenn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. I love uh, that name, Michael Honeyman. I'm a sweet guy, apparently. Yes. Is that uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Have you, have you You've been saying that all your life. Uh, 
I wasn't until a taxi driver said it to me once, and oh, then really? and then I was at a group of friends, to... awkward Michael, right? And they had to distinguish us some way, okay. and so I became the sweet guy. Oh. And um, what led the taxi driver to, <laughs> to say, say that? that? Yeah. Oh, well, he asked my name, Honey Man. Oh, you oh. must be a sweet guy. Oh. Did you have to give him money at the end, or was there? Uh, no, no freebies. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Not no. in Sydney, no. Oh yeah. Now you are a Sydney guy, but you're in. I am a Sydney guy yeah. for uh, this production of Madame Butterfly. People don't know it's one of the world's most performed and famous operas. But for people who don't know, what's it about? Uh, look, it's about it's a love story, an mm. unrequited love story between uh, an American naval officer who is travelling abroad, meets a beautiful young geisha, but he's only in it for one season, and she believes in the whole fake marriage that he puts her through in order to have his way with her. Oh, well, why, why, did, why did they get married? Um, it was the custom at the time, oh. around that time where the, where the opera was set, um, it was the custom for naval officers to marry the geishas okay. um, in order to uh, you know, have a long-term affair while they were travelling. Right. Uh, and this young geisha was a little bit clueless. Men. Men. Oh, they're oh, pigs. <laughs> they're pigs. <laughs> yeah. um, so this geisha is a little bit clu- clueless. Uh, and waits for him for three years to come back because that's yeah. when he said he would come back. Mm. Um, and it all ends in tragedy at the end. Okay. Well, they normally do, don't they? Operas. It's opera. It's yeah. grand opera. Exactly. Always tragedy. Yeah. Now, what is it like to uh, be in this production and how on earth did you become involved? How did you become it's, an it's opera? It's a big singer? one, isn't it? It's always done on a big scale, isn't it? Uh, this is... Uh, Actually, it's a fairly intimate opera, this one, but the opera, the, the orchestra's very grand. Yeah. The, the voices have to be grand. Intimate. And that's not an intimate venue at all. That's probably one of the biggest uh, opera theatres in Australia, it's actually. Amazing, the Art it? Centre, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, so, and that pit is very open, so it's very bright, and it's quite a bit, a bit of a sing to get over that, that sound. But it's also beautiful music, so I love being involved in that. Uh, look, I'm a resident singer with Opera Australia, mm-hmm. so I'll usually be in something at various times of the year. Uh, but my voice is very suited to singing Verdi and Puccini, mm. so that's why I've been cast as this uh, empathetic character of, of Sharpless. Tell us about your character. He's the American consul. He's a guy who says, hey, look, I think she believes this is real. Watch out. She thinks this wedding is for real. And at the end I get to say, um, I told you so to him, <laughs> which is very satisfying. But I also have to be the one to give the news to Madame Butterfly that, hey, he's, he's, not, he's coming back with... S- you know, somebody else with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned um, just before we went on air that if you've never been to the opera, this might be a good one to go to to begin with, isn't it? It is a very, it is a very good opera for a beginner to go to see. Um, it's a very naturalistic style of um, acting and production. The music's very lush and very accessible, and of course, there's the big arias that most people will recognise that mm. Madame Butterfly sings, yeah. Un Bel D especially. I beg your pardon. Un Bel D is the name of the aria in the second half. That okay, starts it. That starts oh, the second half. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that, didn't you? So it is amazing, to, you know, to open up with that in the beginning. It's brilliant. It's, and, it's amazing. and uh, you know, obviously, uh, they're written in Italian, but uh, oh. that doesn't matter because there's subtitles. Is there? Mm. There is subtitles or so above. Take your glasses. Yeah. Take your glasses if you're going to go. Yes, yes. Take your glasses. I always have to. <laughs> Otherwise, I fall in the pit. Uh, yes, um, and actually, I, I love taking new people to the opera, and I actually talked to my personal trainer to see Carmen at last year mm. and they were there for 15 minutes before they saw the subtitles up above. Oh, really? <laughs> and were, so the wife went, hey, 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 look, hey, look, he's <laughs> reading up there. Oh. And they didn't even know there was going to be a story and it was actually theatre. They were expecting a concert and they were just personal amazed. Trainer. Personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, he's so no more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now um, intelligent and fit. stick around, Michael, because we need to hear a little bit more about you uh, sure. coming up right after this. The Royal 
Bill Dalton's with Michael and Glenn on Joy 94.9. Yeah, good to have your company. Indeed, it is National Volunteer Week. Yes, I've never met a less judgmental place in all my life. It's Enjoy. wonderful. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's good as well. We love it, isn't it? Exactly right. You know, every week, I mean, Wednesdays are different. Well, between four and seven, it's full of judgment. <laughs> but, you know, that's what we do, isn't it? Yes. Now, our, It's all about light and shade. It really is. <laughs> we want to ask, Michael Honeyman is with us. And uh, I would, did you always want to do opera? No. What no. did you want to do? I... Because you, your voice, even on the radio, it uh, sounds like it, it resonates, doesn't yeah, it? Definitely. And there's does. something about opera singers when they, when when they talk. I know it's terrible. No, um, it's look, I had no idea what I wanted to be. Uh, I tried singing. I was told there was no, not wasn't going to happen when I was 17. Oh, really? Uh, I tried composition. That was Where are they now? Yeah. The people that told you that you weren't going to work. Well, they're, as still, a they're still in academia, of course. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Under a bus. <laughs> yeah. Pointless jobs. Tried composition, uh, wanted to be an avant-garde composer. That lasted about three months. Um, it's too solitary and I would yeah, sit yeah, myself no, in a room doing We like that. to be with a group. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then I tried a whole heap of jobs, travelled a bit, fell into banking. And so I ended up being a banker until I was 30. Wow. Luckily enough, I was Now, when you were at that. work, yeah. did you ever belt out a couple of... No, but my neighbours were really annoyed with me because I couldn't stop humming or whistling oh. while I was... At the computer desk. Yeah, right. that yeah. would get on my nerves. <laughs> Definitely. I hate both of those things. Yeah. The whistle and hum. Whistling and humming. Wow. But uh, fortunately, because I was a little bit bored and was looking for something extracurricular to do, I um, joined the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Choir. Oh, they're brilliant. And they were brilliant. They were lots of fun. They were just off the back of a, a really important tour of Europe with a So you missed piece. that one. So I just missed oh. that. Um, and then they went to a series of show tune-based Coral oh, well, you made lots it of fun. exactly yeah. the right time. <laughs> right God, I wish I was part of that. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then uh, in 2000, we, as part of the Olympic Arts Festival in Sydney, we did a collaboration with Sydney Dance Company, Graham Murphy's mm-hmm. uh, group there. Fantastic. And I met some dancers and I realised, hey, um, I can do this. Yeah. I, I can go out there and be an artist. Mm. No, like, I don't want to be a dancer. Mm. Um, but, you know, they were ordinary And then you people. left the bank. So I left the bank. I started from scratch. I went back to university. Got a music degree, and the more that I sang, the more I was encouraged to keep keep going. Uh, I was offered a scholarship to a full-time practical training studio for two and a half years in Perth. Wow. Straight after the degree, and then came back and worked in a call centre. Um, so well, that's the off. way, that's the nature <laughs> yeah. of any beast, isn't it, in, the, in this industry? But after two or three years looking at that, um, I got noticed and... You know, it was only, I've only been doing principal roles for about three to five years now. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're loving you, obviously. Indeed. Mm. Well, uh, Madame Butterfly is playing at the Arts Centre all the way through to the end of the month. Uh, so make sure you get your tickets. There's also a couple of other productions as a part of Opera Australia at the moment. There's Don Carlos opens next week and Don Giovanni opened uh, earlier this week. On Monday. Yeah. Yep. So uh, check it all out at opera.org.au. Michael Honeyman, thank you so much for joining us. Wonderful. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Royal Dons on Joy 94.9. We're both going to the Pride Cup this weekend, yes, aren't we? That was a very Aussie voice, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Very wasn't manly. It? Very. I liked it. Footballers. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well, they're not all like that, though, are they? Well. Some are, you know. So there'd be some gay ones, wouldn't there? I imagine there are. I think one day they'll come out, won't they? Yeah, exactly. Not that it really matters up to you what you do, isn't it? Mm, I'm excited, though, to go down to the Pride Cup this weekend. I am. You are? I'm not really. No, why not? Because I'm nervous. About? Doing the national anthem. You are singing the national anthem <laughs> as Michael Dalton <clears throat> yes. prior to the uh, yes 
Pride Cup. Yes, indeed. Wow. I was. I I thought it was going to be as Dolly, which always gives me a little bit more confidence because mm. you can sort of. I mean, you'd, I don't think you'd ever mess about with the national anthem. You can't. Not really. No. Because no. that could potentially. But now even be, less. Be filmed and go viral. No. Imagine that. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, you're making it worse. I'm going to film it actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no. I got you to download the lyrics for me. <laughs> Just say I, lyrics if it's in the yeah, anthem. I said to you, you, I'm sure you know them. And you're like, no, I don't. I tried this morning. I don't know them. <laughs> don't know them, no. Wow. No, I mean, I know a lot of it, but not all of it. Yeah. And I think you need that, to know all of it. Well, with this song, you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it's, all, it's been okay in other times, oh. but with this song, you definitely need to I think to I know. lose it when our land abounds. Oh. You know why you know? Because you did it in school every yeah, day. Yeah, definitely. Well, not I didn't every day. Do it in just school. on a Monday at my oh, school. Yeah. And then as a kid, we'd get uh, dragged along to the grand final. Right. And, How and awful. I would get so bored that I'd be looking in the footy record and they were there, oh. the lyrics. And they'd always have, even though at the football they've never sung two verses, in the football record they used to put both verses in. Maybe it's a mark of respect. Maybe it is. But that meant that I, you know, would learn two verses while, you know, Hawthorne's beating Geelong You're and amazing. everyone's going crazy. You are um, amazing. Mum, when can we go home? Yeah. That's <laughs> when you see you didn't like it back then. No, my dad used to say that the only reason I would go to the grand final was to watch pre match entertainment. <laughs> Wasn't wrong, was he? No. Um, no, but it's, I mean, it's obviously going to be an amazing day. Yeah. And open to everyone, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, everyone can go. Um, and I am looking forward to it. Obviously, it's going to be brilliant and yeah. good on them as well. Yeah, all and it's the, actually going to be nice weather. It's going to be great. All of the details are online, um, so make sure you check it out. Pride Cup uh, this weekend at the Yarra Valley. Yep, all on the Joy website. Yep. Now, uh, don't forget to get your entries in if you want to go and see the Whitney Houston story, the greatest love of all. This Friday night, it's opening night at the Athenaeum Theatre. Yeah, it's, it's going to be write big. Whitney. I'm going to go. Yes. If, and, you're, uh, if you're there, mm, say good day. Yep, but uh, I'm going to be at the football, ironically. Oh, how ironically. I know. Hi, this is Michaela Bannis, and you're listening to the delicious Royal Daltons on Joy 94.9. Yeah, Mika going out to David. You are with the Royal Daltons on Joy 94.9. I bumped into her the other night. Michaela Bannis. Yes. about to do an NTC play. Wow. Mm. We'll have to get her in. All right. Done. Why wouldn't we? Exactly. Why wouldn't we? Now, mm. I, do you know what? Go on. What? What? I think so, something. <laughs> no. Uh, um, I just read, I could think that this music coming up in a bit, but um, uh, I love a bit of George Michael. Yeah. Now he's one, isn't he? He is indeed. He's been one for a while. And we drove by the area where he was in the toilets. Right, in LA. Yes. Really? Yeah. Did you go in? No. Why not? Well, I didn't need to go, you know. Why? <laughs> he didn't need to go? No. Either did he. Well... <laughs> No, but I certainly wouldn't be doing that there. No. Don't no. do that sort of thing. No, you Not go anymore. outside. Not anymore. You go outside. Right. That, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all interesting. You can, mm. obviously, a video of in America, you can do, you know, take you around and show you all the celebrities died and oh. things like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. That is, and they, I've been to LA as well, and mm. they try to sell you, you know, come and see Dr. Anything. Phil's house. Yeah, right. I don't necessarily want to see Dr. Phil's no, house. No. Well, I mean, I don't think we're going in for lunch. No. No. <laughs> Oh, it did go to the taping of the talk. So, what uh, is the talk? It's um, it's a bit like the circle, or like um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, 
It is exactly like that. Yes, you know. Yeah, the view, a bit like the view. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sharon Osbourne oh. and uh, um, Sarah Gilbert, mm. who was in, you know, Roseanne. Yes. The daughter. Yeah. Um, she's a lesbian, isn't she? She's a lesbian. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was good. Mm. You know, I was, you know, treated really well because I, you? you know, went through Chris's people, blah blah right, blah. Right. Yeah. Um, and loads of giveaways. All oh, right. When yeah. did you all get, get like a little goodie bag? Yeah, because I did. I kind of cook. Book, oh. which I gave away, oh. you know. Um, a Mother's Day book because oh. it was Mother's Day. Oh. I got four massive bags of mm. lint chocolate. Oh my balls. god! Did you eat them all during no. the course of the trip? No, well, I know it looks like I did, but no. No. And um, some perfume for oh. Dolly. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, some right. Marc Jacobs. Oh, lovely! I know. I've been using this old shit for yeah. so long. I just perfect. It's time to now. Dolly's got some yeah. perfume. Oh god, great! Leave it. Jeez. I mean, I love a goodie bag. Were you sort of hoping that it was going to be a little Oprah? Like, you're all getting a new car. Well, obviously, but yes. no, I, I thought it probably the good, wouldn't. The goodie bag is good enough. I'd actually got into the audience of Ellen. Right. Um, but they were doing a Mother's Day special. Oh. So I couldn't do it. So oh. if I go back, I'll go to Ellen. What, oh, what do you mean, though? Oh, so it was later or women. than what it would normally be. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, to be a mother. Oh. I said, I'll go, Dolly. You could have. They wouldn't let me. Everyone on that show got a $250 Target voucher. See? I'm not making that up. No. Yeah. I know. She always gives good prizes. Yeah. Oh, well, next time, next time. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.